0: Hello, and welcome back to the Patrick's Green Tea Podcast. I mentioned hearing owls outside of my room, and I didn't remember what species they were at the time, but I believe they were barred owls. Um, I actually had to look up the, the sounds and try to compare it to what I remember hearing, and that was the closest one. They sound so cool in the dark of night, especially. and It's just really weird. They have this haunting, sort of reverberant sound. Also, while I did get political this episode, I decided against calling it Patrick Goes Political, Politics is definitely an afterthought of this podcast and most of my creative work, actually. Uh, plus, I thought I would be a sellout if I resorted to clickbait titles like that, though I'm not against titles that attract some attention. I might be overthinking this one, but hey, this is the Halloween episode for this season, and I like the Halloweeny label I came up with for people who are really into the holiday, you know? That's it, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello. This is... You know what it is. You know what it is. It's the Patrick's. No. <laughs> the Patrick's Green Tea Podcast. How's that for an intro? Freaking schizophrenic, freaking all over the place, freaking. But it was good. Reflects how I'm feeling, you know? I, I think I'm good. I was paranoid for a bit because I'm just thinking about bears right now because there was one sighted in this area like a week ago. But what's interesting is the noise, first of all, second of all, like the noise is in like my crunchy feet. If you can even hear that, you probably can. Um, I... I have not recorded the podcast in over a month, like a month and a week or something like that. So it's been a while. Everything's so yellow here. I expected more like reds and oranges, but it's just like green and green yellow or yellow green, I guess. A little bit of like a yellow orange, but more yellow than orange, you know? The leaves are all super orange, like the typical dead leaf color mixed in with yellows and stuff. And they're just like all over the place on the ground. It's like completely covered in dead leaves, but they're not crunchy, they're kind of soggy. And you know, this would sound just not even workable if they were dry. I think it's been raining. Um, so last month, a lot happened. I've been hearing owls outside of my bedroom recently Um, one time I really heard them, like, it was at 3 a.m. or something, I couldn't, like, fall asleep, and I just heard this, the sound of, like, the, or whatever they do, or it was, like, had this weird, like, drop off at the end, um, I think I had to, I looked it up, I think it's a, I forgot what kind of owl it was, I looked up, like, owl noises northeast or something, and I found this thing, and it definitely was it. Maybe when I listen back to this podcast, I'll mention it in the prologue. Um, there's some homework for you, boy. Um, anyway, the podcast has been good. I've been releasing it pretty consistently, which is cool. Um, once a week is normal. This week maybe might be late because, uh, or I might take a week off or something because, like, I'm kind of cutting it close. I have so many things to do the end of this week. Good things, like I'm going to Sleepy Hollow with my girlfriend to just visit because I'm considering living somewhere around there like Terrytown, White Plains, maybe even Nyack but I feel like the bridge is gonna be such a hassle with traffic and tolls that it's not gonna be worth living there for the cheaper rent or whatever. But White Plains is nice because it's just there's a lot more forest as far as I can tell. I don't know about Nyack. I know SUNY Purchase is just covered... Or not covered, it's surrounded in forests. Which is dope. Um, So yeah, I've been working on a documentary. Uh, A bunch of these guys are from SUNY Purchase. And they're music majors slash... I think one of them is like astrophysics and... One other thing that I can't remember. Something like not music, but like so... I don't know. Like, astrophysics... Kind of, like... You can see how the interests would combine... Like, the desire for this weird, like... You know, physics is just, like, crazy... Kind of mode of thought. You're thinking of... You're breaking the world down in such a strange... Way. Like, even just for me, when I learned calculus... Just thinking of... Taking the area under a graph... And, like, how it's done... And why it makes sense. Like... That's just, uh, it's weird, but it's it's like, it's completely um, applicable to, you know, any any sort of engineering where you need to know like the area inside of a, a satellite dish for whatever reason. I don't know. But yeah, like I met a guy who's in the first episode of this podcast, Nick. He. Um, was a math PhD student because he loved it so much. And he was a huge deadhead also. Um, but the, pod, the documentary I'm working on has two scenes shot now. I was, going, I was trying to get like three scenes done in one day, but things were so far behind on Saturday when I filmed it that we ended up just getting one thing before like call time. Um, call time meeting. like wrap. Like when we finished I had to start packing up. Um, I had my classmate there for the first time and he was a super good help. I'm wondering if, because I, I set up that light, those lights really quickly. The first night, actually did I? It took like an hour to get them all set up and stuff. But I felt like we were, I mean it was good because he was so detail-oriented and he he asked me questions about these like really seemingly benign things or not benign seemingly like unimportant things and i was like oh wait maybe it would be better for me to have control over this like the placement of the light in the background because we had this the dan who's probably going to be on this podcast relatively soon he uh had this light rig in his, well, first of all, his room is like amazing. It has all these posters and memorabilia and weird, just like oddities, like a weird picture, like a picture of his mom when she was four, but she looks exactly like him. Things like that. But not all stuff like that, you know, it's like mostly dead. But mainly the thing is that he has all these lights. And when I first went there, it just like struck me, the blue and purple. they're such a cool combination because Purple like you would see at a concert you know um, and it's just I wanted to replicate that vibe that the Grateful Dead concerts really are or not even just Grateful Dead but like all these bands when I start with Purple it seems like you should prepare for these like intense jams you know like really heady and all that stuff there's a bird chirping really loudly Talking to each other. Oh man, I'm gonna be quiet for like a few seconds. It's kind of crazy, the sound right now. Well, the car's gonna ruin it, of course, but it's you can hear everything communicating with itself. Not itself. I guess if you think of the, the woods as one entity, it's communicating with itself, but it's basically like. different animals in different areas different kind of animals just talking to each other and this is a weird matrix i think i talked i i either talked about it on this podcast or i felt it for sure um and talked about it with a friend but when you at night when all the insects are out and you just listen to this high high pitched high frequency chatter so bizarre hearing noises like sounds like really muffled talking i don't know anyway the documentary is going well two scenes are filmed um i'm gonna be recording their halloween show because this band has a concert going on which is, uh, so the first time they really assembled, not every single member, but like the band basically, with its, like, I'd say like 60% of the people who make up the band, um, they were all there. (laughs) I I almost forgot about the story, but I remember now. Um, They were performing at this show at the Student Center at SUNY Purchase and it was like so Dan always wanted to do a Night of the Living Dead show, like just the zombie Halloweeny theme Halloweeny. Um, I'm gonna call everyone who uh, loves Halloween so much I'm gonna call them Halloweenies because that's what they are, but it's good because I like Halloween too. so I think it's a fun little silly thing to do. but anyway, he really liked that um the idea of mixing the dead with like that theme and they had, they had that night, supposedly it went really well. They had a second night with the full, uh, I guess, lineup of the band. And afterwards, they're doing a, a year later on Halloween, which they haven't done before, because it's on a Saturday, they're doing a show um, outside, I'm pretty sure. And that's gonna be really cool. Like I've never shot a concert before. I've only attended, but I would love to just like, you know, it seems like so fun. You know, kind of like what Jay Blakesburg does, just taking really cool shots. Like even I could just like take really like 4K stills, you know, and give it to the band and be like, here's some cool shit that you guys did, you know? And they could frame it or they could post it or whatever. The one, so like being a director slash producer, you run into a lot of, like, ethical... Uh, I was going to say ethical dilemmas, but not really that. Just, like, ethical choices you have to make. And, like, uh, you do things coming off... See, like, in your own mind is rude, you know? It's like, to ask someone to sign a release. But it's good in the long run for you and, like... Like, as a director and all these people involved with the, sh- with the production of this thing... If the one person, like, allows you to film and then, like, retracts that later on, the whole thing is fucked, potentially. Especially if it's, like, the main person. But, uh, from what I've heard, I've been at a lot of documentary workshops from school. Not from... Through my school, I should say. Because they gave me links. And I saw a lot of the argument that like, when someone asks uh, you to not include them or their this particular footage in the film, like, should you release it anyway and put it in the film anyway? And most of them and most of the people answering the Q&A agreed that they would not put it in their film and that, in the end, these directors never did out of respect for the subject. And I think... Um, I had the inclination to say, to put it in anyway, but I think, I don't really, I forgot that in doc, when you work with someone for so long, you develop this relationship that's like a a bond, like there's trust there and it's two ways. And, uh, you know, it is kind of like, it would be on you to slight that person back for doing nothing wrong, you know, and just like trying to, I don't know. Mainly, it's because they they think so. Like she showed us footage that she shot of this guy. So I guess she already broke that pact by showing it to these random strangers on the internet. But she showed us, and then she like to show his power. And she asked us if she if uh, we thought it should go in the film because she told us after the, after we watched it that he didn't want it in the film. It was just amazing footage, like. We were thinking like, oh my God, I hope this was the opening of the film because it was so, it was this guy talking about his experience being arrested when he was young. It was like this um, documentary on sh- inner city Chicago um, and how uh, there were people, these people called The Interrupt. No, no, this is totally different. It was not Chicago, it was like some, I'm mixing up two different films. It was some inner city and I was thinking of The Interrupters on PBS, but that wasn't it. This was, she was doing something on, like, public defenders, I think they're called. The people who try to defend accused murderers and things. And they're seen as, like, the most lowly, uh, they're seen in such low regard by the public and the general, you know, zeitgeist, I guess. And... It was it was really good footage. He was crying about, yeah, like I said, his experiences getting arrested, and how he knows that that's scary, that's like traumatic and scary. He was crying while he was saying it, and said, like all these young kids, just like, um, oh, I forgot what he said. Either way, it was good. Like something, something about like basically appealing to these people who were accused but didn't do, didn't do whatever they were accused of doing because it was this like very, I'm gonna sound pretty far left on this one. So my, my right-leaning viewers, shield your ears. Um, <laughs> the freaking systemic disproportionate treatment of African-Americans versus... Or uh, any black people, even outside of African-Americans, like, just because of the color of their skin. That's the only factor that ties all those people together in terms of, like, what makes them more likely to be arrested. You know, and it's so disproportionate that it's obvious. But anyway... I don't usually get political on the podcast. I don't usually, like, feel... the whole movement this year to. No, nah, I shouldn't go into politics. It's okay. That's okay. Um, it wasn't going to be anything like polarizing. But. I don't know. Oh, okay, you know what I'll say. I'll, I'll say what I was going to say. It was that. I've, I've had mixed feelings about. The way that George Floyd's death has been handled. And Breonna Taylor. And everything like that. In terms of the looting and everything like that like some of these protesters i saw all gas no breaks who had an amazing he has an amazing channel on youtube and he just does these documentaries on these like wild groups of people so these he did both proud boys rally and an antifa uh protest and these people were like this couple was dancing in the street naked because it was they thought of it as some like art art project or like art demonstration uh what's the call the performance art that's that's the, that's the term yeah and they were just naked and dancing it was like oh we're just here because we feel so free it, was, it wasn't even like that it wasn't it was just because they thought like they wanted to be part of this thing and like you know like the los angeles mayor said or well, ah, the portland mayor who said that maybe this is their summer of love in terms of, like, how iconic it will become to future generations. Which is kind of... <laughs> like, Joe Rogan makes fun of that a lot, and rightfully so. There's no comparison, really. Except for, like, anti-authority, but that's, like, it. Like... I don't know. In terms of, like, the amount of culture, that, like, there's not real music that came out of... There's, like, activist music, but there was no, like, genre that came out of the any of this or like genre of of living or anything like that I like the 60s no one shits on my 60s or tries to compare themselves to it without merit see like all that you know I have a differing opinions on the freaking topic at hand My parents listen to Fox News all the time, so I end up being subjected to their their arguments, like like the newscasters' arguments constantly. And I hear where they're coming from, you know? But it's, it's like, all, like, in your face and kind of, like, performative on their end, too. But I hear where they're coming from, like, in terms of the substance, and I can see why it would hook onto people especially people who are just, like, trying to be have a stable um, life for them and their children, you know? They don't want a revolution. So when they see looting and things and they see, like, a breakdown of society, it's scary. So. Apparently, New York is completely different now. I mean, I, like, I don't know how much of that is true and how much it's just Fox News stuff that my dad's been hearing. But... um because New York was, wasn't was always great, you know? It wasn't always pretty. But apparently, they just smashed up Fifth Avenue. They being the anonymous, masked, just looters. Not even, like, just, like, trying to tear it all down. And I guess that is the philosophy of, like, the far left. Just to tear something down and, like, rebuild it. But like I said, a lot of these people are like LARPers, so it's not, they're not even serious or they're just opportunists, like, and it's weird because I I haven't heard any, I don't usually listen to MSNBC at all, but I was hearing some arguments and just like they're painting the looters in such favorable light and saying that it was all peaceful. And it's just like, that's not true either, you know? I'm, like, kicking the rocks around, and it's probably interfering with the audio. My bad. I had a water bottle in my bag that was uh, a water bottle from the last time I saw Dan, but it tastes really funky right now. It's, like, like basic. You know how something's acidic? It's, like, basic. But it's not soapy. It's, like, like, someone got sage on it or something. Like, it smells really strongly of sage or something like that. Like, not spicy, but not, you know. That kind of weird twisty sensation. I don't know. Let's check the time here. I'll name it for 20 minutes today. And it's been 21. Cool. Wow, Patrick goes political. That should be the that should be the title for this one. I think uh, No. I, I think that'd be funny, that'd be like an attention grabber, but I, I really try not to be political. Um, I try not to take hard stances because I'm, I see all these arguments every which way. And like, I'm, su- I'm swayed to at least some degree by most of it. Um, not like convinced, but definitely swayed. And it's hard because I, I, in college, I just like inundated myself with people like Ben Shapiro and a little bit of Steve Crowder. Just so I can get the other side. Because NYU was so liberal. Whereas my high school was so diverse. So uh, I wanted to get an equal opposite force. Pushing back against it. And now I don't get as much. Like I'm not as responsible for my opinions as I was back then. Where I, I, don't, I, I wasn't really a bit responsible for it. But I feel like I, if I had to answer for it. I, it, the, the stakes were high If my opinion was wrong You know Or not well thought out Because like I could say like Oh I don't be, I don't really believe I, I don't know Something something Immigration And then uh, People could hate me Potentially You know or th- I have some opinions That are just like just like Very right wing Only some I'm not very I don't know I'm trying to think Of what they are it's nothing, like, that I think would be immoral. It's, like, things that are inanimate. Like, rights that are inanimate. Um, it doesn't doesn't hurt or harm people directly. It's, like, some, like, I don't know. Uh, Shout-out to Bolivia for the socialists winning the election after being deposed by the United States government. Or not directly, but, you know. uh, Deposed by a coup That was funded by the government Of the United States That's pretty wild that history Um, Anyway Bolivia Is kind of in A rough spot right now People on the comments are saying like Trump couldn't even pull off a coup And that's like a rite of passage for the past 20 years of presidents You know It's kind of funny but, like, who knows? And maybe you spoke too early. He could still do it. Um, I hope they don't get a coup because i would be, like, so fucking... It feels, I, like it feels like it should be an outdated thing. But I feel like everything's still going business as usual in terms of, like, war. It's just not reported on or thought about normally because it's, it's so far away. We're in so many wars, dude. (laughs) I'm telling you, the name of this episode, Patrick was political. He goes, he goes, and he doesn't stop. That was a nice little walk. I didn't walk very far. I just kind of went and dipped into the woods and dipped back out. Um... I have a lot of work ahead of me. Oh, I never said what's happening at the end of the week. Oh, yeah, I, I started and I went off the rails. I'm going to Sleepy Hollow. Um, maybe going to drink some sort of, like, october beer. Because I don't usually drink beer, but I feel like I want to explore it. Might as well, right, on a date night. But, uh... I'm going to walk around. We're going to go see the Atlas Obscura sites. Atlas Obscura is just awesome. Um, I should have used that to determine where I wanted to go on my freaking adventures through Manhattan and Brooklyn. Huh. Someone did a video that compared the, the views on some issue, I forgot what it was, between Staten Island, Brooklyn, um, Manhattan, the Bronx, and Queens. I did it guys, I named them all, all five. So, I don't know. I wanna watch it, but I, like since I forgot what it was, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find it. Also my jacket, I got a new jacket from my girlfriend. She's pretty much the best, you know? best you could ask for not gonna lie um she's gonna apply patches to it that she got for me also grateful dead and stuff there's a dancing bear there's a uh two grateful dead i guess ins- i don't know about insignias like not, not so there's the the steely logo and then there's this it's like a circle with the words grateful dead around it there's a skeleton in the middle i think but I don't think it's like an official logo of theirs but it's that kind of like you can tell it's kind of kind of iconic in a literal sense because it is an icon so also I'm recording with a new first of all I'm recording to my phone because I forgot my headphone adapter second of all it's a new app where I have more control over gain and Things like that. Uh, Sample rate, everything that a man could need. Or a woman, of course. Oh dude, High Woman. So it's the word high women, but like all one word is an awesome song. The group, I've listened to the other, like one other song of theirs, which is okay. But the song High Woman is so, so good. It's like the the song "Highwaymen" with Johnny Cash and uh, Chris Christofferson and Waylon Jennings and one other guy that I can't remember. Um, they did a song. It was like all these country. It was like a, they called it a super group because it was all these country superstars, and they did a song called "The Highwaymen," and each of them had a verse where they talked about being these like this like character. Of some blue-collar worker doing something and then the johnny cash the last verse he's talking about being a spaceman and like uh, I, he says i fly a starship you know that's what he does and all of them are dead in the song which is so strange it's and they talk about how they're going to do these rides again and again and again and again And it's kind of like this weird incarnation story at the end of the day. It's very interesting. Um, But the High Women, which is kind of a a tongue twister, hard to say word that they should have picked something else. But uh, it was so good. I I listened to it like five times in one day, let's do it twice today, it's just so good. Probably gonna listen to it again. I like teared up when I, heard, when I was listening to it the first time, just the way, I tear up to like sounds for some reason, like the way a voice sounds or a guitar with a voice or whatever, the ambience of something complimenting this like really beautiful note and tone. But uh, so I teared up. But I wouldn't say I cried, but that's a pretty high praise from High Patrick. That should be a pin or that's something. Like, uh, what's a patch? High praise from High Patrick with a little marijuana leaf in the middle. It's like the first line is high praise. Is like a little is. Uh, yellow orange bubble letters and they make like a sort of little arc like an eyebrow and then there's an inverted arc for the other half of the phrase to the bottom right and marijuana leaf in the middle white and green or some sort of contrasting color and green so I'm kind of going the wrong way right now In addition to, (laughs) I'm never gonna get past this. In addition to Sleepy Hollow this week, I'm going to um, an Almond bets show in Connecticut and like a a farm. I've been to the farm before to see Bill Burr and my girlfriend did not like that. So (laughs) it was like, um, it wasn't the best time Because, like, first of all, he didn't seem as funny as I remembered him. I mean, I laughed a few times, but with her not, like, enjoying it, it was hard for me to, like, enjoy it 100%. Not saying that there's anything wrong with her not enjoying it. But you know what I'm saying. The people you go with to things really change how you uh, view that thing doing that. And I'm also shooting again. Dan's having a few other people. I don't really know who they are. This dude, Elijah, who I don't know what his role is, and two other guys. Um, Pretty cool. I don't know, really. I had to choose one guy to interview because I only have room for one more as per my school's safety guidelines. But uh, it's tricky. Tricky, 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 tricky. All right, I think I'm going to go. ...before I overstay my welcome in podcast world. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a lovely day. As I say later, but I'm going to say again. Um, thanks for being with me. You guys always make the highs less an- anxious and more fun. So, appreciate you as always. Goodbye. Hello. Thanks for listening to the podcast... You can find me at Patrick Green Tea on Patreon, Discord, Spotify, YouTube, Twitch, and Bandcamp. Patrick's Green Tea podcast on Instagram and Patrick Green Tea without an S on Twitter. The show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Supplemental materials like photos and texts are available on our website, PatrickScreenTea.com. You can join our subreddit at r/patrickgreentea. You can make comments on YouTube and on the website, and you can contact me directly at at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave a review of the show on your favorite podcasting platform. It really helps us out. Thank you so much and have a lovely day.